there comes a time where the world needs a man, a man who is able to, in the face of overwhelming circumstances, be the most reductive, infuriating, stupid contrarian. And that man is Brendan O'Neill. This week, the chattering classes of this once great nation have been a flurry and a flutter about those disrespecting their precious safe space, or as the guardian Easters of the People's Republic of Islington are calling it, quarantine. The hullabaloo began when a video emerged of proud British holidaymakers trying to enjoy the last of their trip to Spain, drinking beers in the street and comparing stomach tattoos in the time-honoured fashion of Brits abroad. The SJW Spanish police, however, or policia as they call it over in Juche, España, were trying to impinge upon their rights by asking them politely to return to their accommodation for their own safety and the safety of others. The sandal sandinistas of Stoke Newington, though, took to Twitter, not to defend these pioneers, these ambassadors of the stiff upper gut, (laughs) but to admonish them, to say that they were irresponsible and embarrassing. But how can this be? It is an Englishman's fundamental human right since the dawn of time to drink 18 Stellas and sing DJ Otzi's 2000 hit Hey Baby at Bewildered and Weary Spaniards. (laughs) Can this right be curtailed just because of a global crisis? Could these champagne politburo types even drink 18 Stellas in one sitting? Their silence speaks volumes. No. This is an issue of freedom of speech. A fundamental clash between the right to say that you are English and contract a virus and the desire of the quinoa Khmer Rouge to make everyone stay home and read Marx. We must take a stand. They say people should work from home and we must close schools except for the children of key workers. But surely the free market can offer us a solution. Since children are immune to the disease, is this not the time to reconsider child (laughs) labour? We could have hospitals, (laughs) supermarkets, pubs and so on, staffed entirely by children aged zero to nine. Would this not be the safe space these people crave? A system run without the danger of any workers contracting the disease? But will they accept such a bold solution? Of course not. They are brainwashed by anti-child labour propaganda about steam looms and Nike shoes and such like, too brainwashed even to save lives. No, indeed, they will continue instead to curtail our freedoms and, and our speech until they have what they want a version of the Soviet Union where you cannot say you are English. (laughs) We are at a critical moment. (laughs) I realised today, as I glanced over at the news, and saw that the number of confirmed cases of coronavirus had risen to (laughs) 1,984. Don't miss. Greetings from quarantine. Hey, and welcome to this all remote, all uh, all separate, all quarantine, all safe episode of Trash Future Season 3 premiere! Yes, we're starting a new uh, season because time mm. is moving faster now. You might have thought it was Season 2 mere months ago, and you would be right, but months ago was a decade ago. Now, we're on Season 3. Yeah. yeah. A new era, baby. Mm-hmm. Everything's different now. All of it. Yes. We have a different vibe. Oh. And the vibe is that we're all calling in from different, secure, undisclosed locations. We're all wearing mm. hazmat suits. We're all wearing gas masks under the hazmat suits. And we're all just, you have to imagine all of us individually cleaning rifles. 
Yeah. Are we finally safe from Hillary Clinton's hitman? <laughs> Time can only tell. Uh, Alice, Alice, I want you to hit me with the castle thunder after this because I'm saying right. yes. We used to say, line go down, line go down, line go down. The line is done going. <laughs> we have a soundboard now. Yes, we can totally Hell destroy yeah. the podcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh riley alice milo and nate how is, how is everybody from our secure bunker locations <laughs> yes do not approach the secure bunker locations we have the trash future sniper nest set up we are we are fully yeah. online uh 360 degree yeah. situational awareness uh and we are we're ready Absolutely. to make a fucking podcast I've got an assault rifle 15 taped to a Roomba uh, approach with extreme caution. <laughs> that is the soundboard. It's very hazardous to use. We have to like chase after it to try and hit a button. Mm. <laughs> How are we all feeling in this, the first post-capitalist episode of Trash Future? I'm, I'm thriving, man. I'm wearing a gas mask over my yeah. gas mask. Uh, I, I, I just have like uh, kegs and kegs of purified water and like iodine tablets. I, I was born for this shit, man. I'm I'm great. Uh, uh, yeah. Milo, yeah, you know it's uh, it's fine. I'm at Ma <laughs> I'm at Maddie's parents in in Sussex. Yeah. I'm not I'm not wearing a gas mask. Uh, uh, Maddie Maddie has been shouting at her dad for going to B and Q every day for car parts. <laughs> um, but you know Nate. what? I'm not I'm not going to tell him he can't go to B and Q. It's the man's only joy. <laughs> Nate. I'm fine. I mean, um, I'm trying to reinvent myself as the British Army officer in, in um, what's it called, Slaughterhouse Five. Who this is like every day. I, I work out. I pay attention to my appearance. I have to take care of myself, otherwise you rot away and become a fucking horrible creature. But it's it's absolutely this this being the British Army officer who's in prison in a German POW camp. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, it's a battle between two wolves: the wolf of wanting to work out in my backyard and the wolf of not wanting to put on pants for the entire day. Uh, so we'll see which one reigns you're, you're doing Both uh, of these no wolves are Australian. You're doing Apocalypse yeah. Now. Every day you're in the podcasting basement, you get weaker, and Charlie's out there getting stronger. <laughs> maybe, oh, I'll grow, maybe I'll grow a quarantine mullet. <laughs> that would be Point a fun is, Australian thing to do instead of going to Australia. Trying to, ki trying to cancel a pod for slurs around here is like trying to charge a... <laughs> A driver at the Indy 500 with murder. <laughs> uh, so only Alice uh, would get that joke, of course. Yes. So Charlie, Charlie is indeed everywhere. Uh, the, mm, the 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 Charlie free market virus. seems to largely wait. Is this in, <laughs> is this Inferno? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. The free market seems largely to have collapsed, and Matt Hancock has gone on TV and said it is because we are human that we are vulnerable to the virus. <laughs> mm. Matt Hancock. This is why Matt Hancock is becoming a parkour cyborg. Mm -hmm. The the million pound man, incredible. Yeah, mm. we are gearing up to all become post humans. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it's uh, it seems very interesting. Um, the neoliberal state appears to just have largely collapsed as a concept. I'm, I'm so into um, the idea of Matt Hancock just going out and like grasping the podium and in perfect Matt Hancock voice going, uh, give up your flesh and uh, a, a new world awaits you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so, 
Um, welcome to the start of Trash Future Season 3. Season 1 was just whatever it was that we did. Season 2 was us responding to the idea that, well, socialism or barbarism, we picked barbarism. Season 3 is our response to, well, that came true quicker, <laughs> quicker than we God, thought. You wait, you wait ages for a barbarism and then two show up at once. <laughs> Damn. So it, seem, it seems like, um, yeah, season, season 2 was more of an interlude. Hmm. Um, but no, so we're, we have a few things to talk about today as your... Your introduction to what the fuck is going on, and then uh, we're going to talk about what different people are doing about it. Uh, so I want to start out with this, uh, with a section I've called "Oopsie Doopsie, We Destroyed the State." <laughs> Alice, my number one thing, which is that I I wish we'd started training more doctors and nurses earlier because it takes seven years to train a doctor. Uh, three years to train a nurse, and we need more doctors and nurses in the NHS. Social care is another one. Look. Without getting into the politics, I did believe that it was necessary to make very painful cuts in public spending in 2010. But in retrospect, I can see that the cuts to social care were in a way the most silent, but also the most devastating. And, um, you know, and I think that when the government comes forward this year with its plans for social care, I really hope that we put it on a sustainable footing going forward because I think it's desperately important. Jeremy Hunt Damn, there. silent. Silent but deadly Silent cuts. but deadly. Yeah, him just, Jeremy yeah. Hunt just ripping ass in the cabinet <laughs> office. Um, so, but yeah. also just uh, like, uh, I love when he goes not to get into the politics of it. Oh yeah, not to get into the politics of it, Jeremy. You're only a fucking politician. <laughs> yeah, you were only, what, health secretary at the time. Uh but not not yeah. to get into the politics of Ooh, it. Small health secretary. He's doing self care, and that's <laughs> valid. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. I, honestly, here's the thing. At this point, at this point, yeah. At, at this point, yeah, that is valid. <laughs> I'm starting to see the, in the last sort of week, I've begun to interpret electoral politics as like just all kind of like a bath party shit. And B, something that's worthwhile for someone who's just, you know, finding themselves for a yeah, while. Yeah, but like, this is the because thing. Like, he's, he's doing this on national TV at the same time Boris is trying to, like, brief people, kind of. And so, it, like, this is the most Tory thing of being like, hmm, national crisis. Time for a plot, I think. It is the most <laughs> Borgia <laughs> shit. And I think that's, I think we can all understand politics on that level. It feels more honest somehow. Yeah. Oh yeah, speaking of bath party shit, did anyone see the John McDonnell interview today in his living room? And Because that chandelier he has is deeply Saddam Hussein's house. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big so, um, mural of himself in John McDonnell's house. <laughs> so, like, Huge moustache that he doesn't have. Just, just, for, uh, just for setting things up a little bit, right? We, have, uh, we are facing a, a, an almost certain eventuality where our health system is going to be swamped many times over by people who are sick and desperately in need of care. Uh, and a lot of those beds are taken up by people who are have no places to go in social care, and so the NHS can't discharge them. There's tons of beds that are blocked. And the, uh, there's now a generation of politicians who've been just taken, taken seriously by people whose job it is to, well, to be honest, whose job it is to, t to be seen to question them, but to take them seriously, making the system we live in fragile enough and fragile enough and fragile enough that any crisis would have toppled it over. Mm. And I think the issue isn't that people like Jeremy Hunt are like individually villains, although they certainly are, but rather that 
everyone just see who just went along with the idea that nothing bad would ever happen and we could just continue to stretch things thinner and thinner and thinner have been shown to be rubes. Yeah, well, no, not, like, e- not even rubes. Any it's the, just, at the controls it's, here. It's totally hollow, right? Like, I, 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 come, I keep coming back to my Borgia thing where it's just power for its own sake because, like, yeah, there used to be people who were, like, ideologically wedded to Hayek or Mises or whoever and just wanted to reduce the state and on and on and on. In the 80s, now you just have the dregs. Uh, Boris Johnson, Jeremy Hunt, whoever, they don't actually have any, like, uh, sort of animating ideological thing here it's just it's reflexive you you cut the thing that's what you do you make the line go up um yeah yeah but nothing bad will ever happen because it's britain <laughs> nothing bad's ever happened in britain except for the blitz and we sent them packing <laughs> fucking fucking german fucking swats look yeah, we, we, what kind of virus we, we dod- we dodged a bullet with corbin all right we we, we could be yeah. having this exact mm. same thing but he would be trying to like uh, praise the IRA to the virus or something. Uh, I'm, I am a I serious I, I, journalist. I love to go to the supermarket where the shelves are empty under a Boris Johnson government, point at them solemnly, and just say "Germoy Cropney." <laughs> yeah. Well, this happened. Yeah. Did we did we see the um the various sort of freaks and haters and losers who just were posting photos of losers. empty shelves in Britain and going oh, to Venezuela? That, yeah. No, Very nasty that's, not, that's not where uh, that is. That's in Stoke Newington, yeah. which is not in Venezuela. It's almost as though external factors fucking matter. <sighs> Damn. Um, going, to, going to Los Infernos on Caracas, Common. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, Alice, I think that's true. It is, it's reflexively doing and redoing what we did in the 1980s. Because what did we do in the 1980s? Feel good about Capital ourselves. Okay. Make money. Well, uh, have jobs. Well, well, what happened? Wear big tie. Yeah. Wash, <laughs> what wash our pussy in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was that, like, that's when global capitalism hit, like, hit a major crisis uh, because line go down because mm. the, the there's a tendency of the rate of profit to fall. Line go down. It caused a crisis. It caused like a secular stagnation. And then we decided, in order to make line go up again. That we were going, that we had to turn exploitation harder onto a formerly protected working class in the West. Uh, we all know this story. The erosion of the state, the steady erosion of the state begins so that line go up. Yeah, um, and now it is, it, and, it, the entire economy is then Virgin yeah. presents line go up factory, uh, which works <laughs> fine until it doesn't, which is now. Uh, yeah. I, I, I yeah, thought it's now. it would take. Uh, less time, but we f- we got there in the end. We finally killed the damn thing. It's it is over, uh, and we should all be glad. Yeah. This is yeah. If it look, hey, you if everyone out there who prayed for authenticity, you got yeah. it. We we also got a lot of, all- we got an end to capitalism as we currently understand it. Yeah. It is that's why everything's so weird. We we have lost our sort of our defining or even just reflexive ideology by this point. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. We're, we're learning. We're mm. learning a lot of things really hard. Number one, uh, landlords won't just be nice no. if you ask them to, because they're not going to, you know, predict that mm. they're going to need to like. They're gonna. They're gonna just suck all the blood from their tenants because they don't have an internal mechanism telling them to stop that they need tenants next month and next month and next month. They don't have that internal mechanism, and so much that we seem to 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 build in this giant social edifice 
is based on the idea that at some point that mechanism kicks in and the exploitation stops. But when everything, every single fucking thing is fungible, every single thing is fungible, every moment is, is, is accounted for, everything is, and is means tested, everything is targeted, eventually you, that, that tendency, it pushes you too far, it makes your system too brittle, and then the world looks at you sideways, and then it breaks. Well, like, I, 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 was very, breaks. I was very taken by the idea that we've built our, our society on this idea of rational self-interest, and then thrown thing after thing into the way of obscuring that kind of rational self-interest, if such thing even exists, uh, just in, in, in the sake of the line going up. I was, like, I saw a guy on Twitter who I, I think was, like, somebody asked him about, like, do you think you have any responsibility to, like, uh, the next generation? And he said, I have one child, my responsibility ends at one. And I don't know what else y you, can, you can say to that. That's not rational. Um, it's, it's not even particularly ideological. It is just a purely, it is a hind brain. It's nervous. Yeah, it is, it is, it is mm. uh, just this reflexive, like someone's, like a doctor has taken the little reflex hammer and hit that guy on the knee and it's activated the sociopath lobe. That is like, oh, my child doesn't have to live with anyone else's children. They can just wear a fishbowl over their head while the rest of the fucking earth burns <laughs> down around them. Yeah, like an old timey diver. That would be fun. I mean, the problem is the problem is when line goes down, it's very bad because we all remember what happened to the Roman Empire. It was, you know, line goes down and then Visigoths. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and 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 so we're now. We're we're beyond we're beyond the line. We're beyond everything being fungible. We're beyond things like GDP and unemployment numbers being meaningful yeah, or, or because, money like, for the ma for that matter. Like yeah, yeah, it, it might matter like, for a while yet in terms of you not starving. But like uh, in economic terms, you, you can just throw trillions of of dollars into the economy, have it do nothing. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't well, mean anything. It never did, but now it's wait, just undeniable. Are you saying my collection of Chuck E. Cheese bucks is worthless? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying it's actually probably soon going to be worth more. Do you want... Oh yeah, it's memorabilia, bitch. Do, do you want some... Uh, I don't even know what kind of hauntology this is. This is like double reverse hauntology. Uh... No, hauntology's gone oh, as a concept listen, now. Hauntology and nostalgia have become listen, annihilated the, the, with one another. There is one sole artifact, and that is... Uh, did you know that when the Dow Jones Industrial Average past 20,000 for the first time. Traders were getting hats made up that said Dow almost 20,000, Dow 20,000, Dow above 20,000 as, as a celebration. And somebody pointed out, I think it might have been Liv, uh, at Liv posting on Twitter, um, oh hey, all of those guys can wear their old hats again now. Meeting <laughs> <laughs> it again was, on the way down. Great. I did actually see mm. a photo of a guy who had saved his Dow 15,000 hat <laughs> in 2013 and was wearing it on the trading floor. And I'm like, I, I normally reserve contempt for people who work at Wall Street, but that's good. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, oh, God. What's going to happen to the Wall Street bull? Is he going to have to be replaced with a bear? Mm. No, he's going to be. No, it's Is no there going to be Russian intervention? It's, it's good. There's going to be no animal anymore. That's just going to become a normal street, maybe like a market garden. Um, hmm. But yeah, that's the other thing, right? We're just, we're now like, we've realized that we can just magic trillions of dollars just out of nowhere and just pay every, pay everyone's costs. Hmm. 
and that's going to be sustainable for like I don't know a minute. <laughs> Money like, printer go brrrr. But like you know what? Uh, uh, so now what? Everyone's getting paid by the government to do nothing for a while, right? Like th- I thought this system was supposed to have to never stop and constantly grow, and here we are sustaining so sustaining something akin to life uh, on on Earth, something akin to a civilization, but like nothing's happening. Mm. Ah, it's it's got it's got me feeling you've gotta, it's got me feeling all kinds of enervated. You've got to be a Marxist Leninist by this point because uh, the the class analysis. Why? There's no point. No, there is. There is. And the point is that Marxism Leninism tells you that this stuff is inevitable. Those contradictions were going to come to a head, no matter the personalities or the little fripperies around it. Like the failures of Corbyn or of Bernie Sanders, whatever, doesn't matter because eventually you'll get to a point where the most conservative government you can imagine is going to have to do something like universal basic income, and it's not going to matter. It's not going to work because it's going to destroy it, but it's going to be inevitable. Um, it's just yeah. like like that that kind of like. Oh man, I want to go. I want to go break quarantine and lay some flowers in Highgate Cemetery. Uh, there's just <laughs> it, it, honestly. I mean, I, I'm no, I'm no Marx head in the sense that I've never really read any Marx. My understanding of Marx is purely from like the Wikipedia summary thereof. <laughs> but I occasionally get berated by like intensely divorced people who just hear that I'm left wing. I don't even say I'm a Marxist, and they go like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, if you're left wing, why didn't Marx predict 9/11?" And then you're like. Well, he may not have predicted 9-11, but he did predict the exact economic circumstances <laughs> we're experiencing right now, like 150 years after his death, so maybe shut the fuck up. <laughs> but the, here's, the, here's the thing, right? I, we often talk about like late, late, state, what, like, late stage capitalism, again, doesn't matter what that means now. It's something that used to be happening from some point to two weeks ago. Mm. Mm. Um, it's like arguing when the late, Middle Ages late, ended yeah. in like 1860. Yeah. Like late state, late stage capitalism was something Marx predicted, and that was when we were rearranging the deck furniture on the Titanic. We have stopped rearranging the death fur- the furniture on the Titanic, and what we're now experiencing is the like last firing motor neurons of like a a system that's now drowning in the North Atlantic. We Wait, wish we were still rearranging. Is on DMT right now? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like, yeah, I, DM- I, I don't. It's the DMT rush before it dies. I don't love Zizek, but he was right when he said that the coronavirus and the like accompanying crash were the five finger death punch from Kill Bill, where capitalism is just—it's walking. It's already dead, and it's just—it's just sort of walking, uh, and until it takes enough steps to keel over. Now that is a man who touches his face. Mm. I kind of disagree, to be honest with you. I, I think they're gonna, they're gonna, conti- it's gonna continue. I think that you're gonna see every effort put forward to salvage investment and investment vehicles and securities and things like that. But what I think is gonna be as weird as I think, perhaps more interesting, is you're gonna see a complete reversal or at least a significant pullback from global financialization. Mm. So in a way, like I think. You're still going to see, you know, uh, securities. You're still going to see um, shareholder control of things. But I think you're, it's possible, whether it happens quickly and thus saves some turmoil, or whether it happens at the end after a fuckload of turmoil, uh, is to be seen. But I think you're going to see going back to state monopoly capitalism in a lot of ways, mm. because yeah. I think people are realizing that 
we've been told our entire lives. I mean, I'm almost 36. I've been told my entire life that it doesn't matter that everything is rotting out and decaying from the inside. You can get cheap TVs from China now. But people are also like, yes, but you applied that same business logic to surgical masks and respirators. And now you're, you're basically, you're dooming your, a significant chunk of your population to a painful death because you wanted your fucking hot Cheetos 5% faster. Mm. And I think you're going to see significant changes because it's just going to be untenable. I mean, there's going to be a point at which the government is either going to employ a fuckload more people or we're going to see 20 to 40% unemployment rates in, in Western countries. And that's just, that's completely unsustainable. That's 100% fall of Rome shit. So I, when you talk about sort of the hegemon of global international capital, I do think that, that that's going to change. And that's going to go away. Like the power, the universal power of that is going to be diminished significantly. But I'm yet to be convinced that we're going to see the complete death throes of capitalism just because I feel like we're about to enter into a period in which the power that people have is going to be pitted head to head against people who have a fuckload of stored up capital. And when people start getting hungry and getting homeless, things are going to get weird. The Eric Princes of the world are suddenly going to be a lot more like feudal lords than they were before. So I don't want to put any bets on capitalism's death, but I do think that in a way, we may go back to something that seems like a refraction of like the pre-oil crisis, big statist economies, I, and maybe I, I, I think that, I think that. that is. I think that is a death I, no, of capital. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I think that. It, yeah, I, I agree with both you and Alex. I, I think it's a it's a problem of definition, right? When we say the death of capital, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, everybody gets Thanos snapped who has over like a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. But what it does mean is that we go back to a time where we don't organize our society around what the line says, but instead we 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 do something else, and that can go in any number of directions. Uh, whether the line, whether there is still nominally a line or not, is it kind of doesn't matter, right? Whether securities still exist, whether stockbrokers and stock markets still exist, doesn't matter because they're mm. out of the driving seat now. Um, yeah, that's the line. The line is like the Pope now. Yeah, people will pay attention to it, but it no longer can march in the Romagna. Mm -hmm. mm. Wait, the um, line is going to pre preside over a bunch of like pedophiles in hiding. <laughs> well, not for the first time. I mean, gonna. gonna. <laughs> 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 oh fuck yeah! I forgot Epstein was a finance guy. <laughs> um, is so, that uh, why? Nate, Wait, hang on. Can we collect a bit of red string from Epstein dead to line go down? <laughs> <laughs> um, the red string Nate, has to go down also... and then plateau and then go up a bit and then go way down. Mm. It just it it feels to me like global global returns against investment now. Also, like if, this has been happening in the last few years. This is almost the whole basis of our show, where it's based on stuff that's just so obviously fraudulent. It's so perfectly removed from any kind of production, like that. It's based on like what like uh, investor like um, it's based on what like marketing, for example, Facebook's ability to micro-target ads is you know, a big percentage it's, of the U.S. It's, economy. It's fine. Elon yeah. Musk is going to build ventilators, guys. So I want to talk about ventilators. We're going to talk about ventilators because you you didn't think in our first post-capitalist episode or post-capitalism as we know it episode we were going to only mention mm -hmm. precious precious Labrador boy Matt Hancock once. 
Oh, wait. I don't know. Oh, so is there is there going to be a van full of robots? And while the while the the van is coming to your house, because you're dying, the robots are building the ventilator that the van then delivers to your house using the robot. <laughs> Fuck it, fund it. <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> Why not? Four billion. Yeah, because money's fake um, now. Uh, we're doing, we're doing, yeah, uh, like, interest rates are now 0.1% from the Bank of England, and it yeah. will not make a dent. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, of course it's very bad that, like, the reason why this is happening is this cataclysm, right? That's, I'm not gonna do the Vanessa Hudgens thing and be like, and people will die, and that's inevitable, uh, but it's very funny to me that we've just, dis like, We've been vindicated when we said, we, don't say we didn't warn you, right? We did try to tell you that none of this stuff would work, and now it doesn't work. So, yeah. guess what, you know? Speaking of, yeah, you have to listen to some podcasters be smug. Yes, you do. Uh, speaking of which, this is, speaking this, of which mm. uh, I want to talk about Matt Hancock here. Uh, Matt Hancock, mm. uh, because, because of that thing Jeremy Hunt said earlier, where he was like, oopsie doopsie, destroyed the state. Um, oh no, society, that society did exist, then we pretended it didn't, and ripped out its, its organs, and now we're desperately trying to get it to, like, run a marathon by shooting some adrenaline into a fucking skeleton. Uh, Matt <laughs> Hancock cool is now called... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's a cool t-shirt for the next t-shirt. Matt Hancock has called on British manufacturers such as JCB of backhoe fame, uh, Rolls-Royce of rapper fame, and Jaguar Land Rover of middle-aged pervert. Sorry, Alice, you go ahead, then I'll we do it. We need to investigate the role that JCB plays in the, like, modern Tory mindscape. Because, like, Boris went there to drive a JCB, uh, like, backhoe through a bunch of boxes marked Brexit. Uh, so, oh, yeah. So I want to know what, what kind of, what the vision is that keeps bringing us to Desperately. JCB. Desperately spray painting coronavirus onto those boxes. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I personally would like to. I, I can't wait for like JCB to build the world's biggest wrecking ball and then like Prime Minister elect Rishi Sunak to smash over an old art museum that has the word 50% unemployment <laughs> written on it. Honestly, mate, the last time I was on JCB, I was convinced I was on the moon looking at the earth <laughs> and that I saw Brexit become the coronavirus. To JCB? <laughs> <laughs> to uh, JCB. I'm just going to say it does not escape notice that you have recent Tory MP arrivals working or alongside Matt Hancock, people like Bima Falami getting on Twitter and being like, and I'm reading from his tweet, the prime minister is calling for a national effort in ventilator production. If you know of any business that might be able to assist, please call the BEIS business support hotline on X number. A team are in place to take your calls. <sighs> so basically we're like, whoops, we're going to kill a third of our elderly population. Uh, well, uh, I'm an up and coming government and one <laughs> RT could really change my career by hooking me up with some artisanal ventil ventilator production. Like Quick. So in a way, like the, the, the moves that Rishi Sunak is making are big headlines to hide from the fact that Matt Hancock is going on TV to reassure people, but then also getting on Twitter and being like, I don't have a fucking clue and we don't have shit because we disassembled every factory and we just turned it into a vape shop. And that's uh, Britain's economy. Damn. Commissioner uh, Johnson honest. having to shine the business single <laughs> signal into the night sky. <laughs> our, our NHS. Our NHS is basically in the same situation as an uninsured American who needs a surgery. 
where we're going on Twitter. Yeah, we're GoFundMe. Yeah, basically, this is good. This is GoFundMe to build ventilators. Yeah. Fuck. Hell. <laughs> Go ventilate. It's me. like imagine if you had a GoFundMe, and you were rather you were trying you were trying <laughs> to you were trying to get surgery, and you were a really really good counterfeiter, but they just didn't have room. Like they didn't have the capacity to perform surgery on you. So even though you literally had the money printer that went burr, you couldn't spend enough yeah. to actually be able to, to get your way into a fucking surgical operating room. I'm really excited uh, to, to get respiratory illness and get hooked up to the Amstrad Ventimailer. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The, it can send a, reason a fucking that... email while it helps you breathe. <laughs> there's, there's a reason that, you can, that no amount of money printing in the world is going to solve this problem. Because we've re because we've retooled ourselves away from being able to accomplish anything collectively. Mm. Yeah, uh, you like, can't it, build it, a ventilator and a WeWork, right? Like yeah. you can't like, even you can't do that. You can't even really build a ventilator out of a JCB. <laughs> the air is cucumber flavored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love the idea. It's like well, we've we've with British gumption and daring do, we've put together a, a crack team of ventilator assemblers. We're now putting out ventilators, you know, 10 per day. They fill your lungs with malt vinegar and chip <laughs> grease. But hey, you know, those are the two basic commodities we have in this I country. Loved, I love oh, to, like, have Sean the Connery last... Connery will be leading a change. <laughs> I love to have the last vestiges of manufacturing, which are all, like, heavy industry, uh, aerospace, weapons, shit like that. I love to get the BAE laser-guided ventilator. Uh, <laughs> I know. But, I want like, the fucking film of the crack team of British like legends coming out of retirement to build ventilators, like led by Michael Caine, <laughs> just being like, "You were only supposed <laughs> to inflate the bloody lungs." <laughs> well, here's the thing, Milo. Right? Like, uh, what what the fuck does Matt Hancock know about ventilators? Nothing. He doesn't like, know anything nothing. about anything. He is a dog. He, yeah. He's there. He's there he to be the friendly treat. Labrador that winds down the state for the purposes of line go up. And now all of his line go up activities have made the line stop. And so he's like, he's watched Apollo 13 and he's really hoping that he actually, that's what he says. The UK has 5,000 ventilators, but needs many times more. And Hancock said, anyone who can should turn their engineering minds and production lines to making them. We need to produce more as though, yeah, you can just all factories, all heavy industry is just a big box with a dial that says like toys, cars, ventilators, and we need to turn the dial to ventilators. Exactly. Because uh, from the point of view of finance Too capital, many companies are leaving the dials sat, sat at uh, USB <laughs> cock cages. <laughs> well, because from the perspective of finance capital, because it, everything is globalized and all of these relationships are, are fungible and co uncontracted, from the point of view of finance capital, you basically can do that hmm. So long as there's not a global well, yes. crisis and everyone and else is that, trying that's to. That's why it's so funny when you apply nationalism to this, uh, as as our favorite wet-brained boy Donald Trump has, and be like, oh, well, there's a ton of material for masks, but it's all in China because that's where the factories are. Well, who put the fucking factories in China? The Chinese. Line go up, Alice. Line go up. Very nasty people. Very bad Christmas party. Bat soup, not tasty, not hot. When they used to say, you know, you'd see this, the tweet online about like, uh, you know, people with our American troops are in Iraq defending our freedoms. And it's like, what the fuck did my freedoms <laughs> do to get turned to get put to Iraq? Like, how did they wind up in Iraq? And it's the same. It's like, OK, facetious argument, but it's the same sort of thing. It's like, where, where are all the auto parts factories? Where did all the medical medical manufacturing facilities go to? Oh, damn. They went to China because, you know, as yeah. we've learned, you can 
you can make them for 40% less and then sell them for 10% more year on year and make a killing. And that can all go into, I don't know, whatever the fuck billionaire, no. child rape islands. And no, but then all of a sudden, something comes along that makes it so people can't work in fucking GameStop and the entire economy falls apart. Weary, well, weary is- press officer. Weary press officer approaches the microphone. We admit that calling it Child Rape Island was a mistake. (laughs) GameStop is petitioning to be uh, essential infrastructure. They don't want to give anybody time off. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, again, Nate, you're, uh, you you, kind of, you asked this question, where is it all going? We work. Because all of this capital assembled back in the States on the basis of these, like, massive oligarchies forming, then had to be invested somewhere. And so they're like, well, the ventilator, the, all the ventilators and surgical masks are fine being made in China or Germany. So we're going to invest it in the high return monopoly seeking stupid as fuck tech sector. And we're going to put like you know, half a billion dollars in a dog, social dog walking startup hmm. and another $47 billion into, um, into like a place where yeah. you can go and hang out and have some water. And again, not to be smug, although I am. Um, but we fucking told you, like, every time we did a particularly dumb thing, uh, a particularly dumb startup that we talked about, yes, we made fun of it, and yes, it was all very whimsical, but we made a, a great deal of hay out of the fact that this money was going to that because there was too much money, and, like, uh, it, it was sort of anathema to invest it into anything useful. Uh, this is what you got instead. Mm. Uh, you're, you know, you, people that you know will die. You might die, and it will be for the fact that uh, somebody thought it was a good idea to invest in, uh, like a, a, a doorbell that tells you what time it is, and also gives all of your search <laughs> history to Amazon. <laughs> well, get thing, angry! Right? Like I, I know, I know. Me saying that doesn't mean anything because it, like I said, inevitable, gonna happen anyway. Uh, well. The last five years of the economy has exclusively been "What if X was the cops?" That yes. has just been what yes. it's been asking. And, and now, and now, like two million people are suddenly unemployed. People are having to text their landlords, and their landlords are like, "Oh, well, actually, it's quite important to me that you do pay the rent on time." Smiley face. Uh, I don't. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to use any true and on sound effects here. Uh, I. I think we can all kind of see. Yeah. Uh, the 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 class character this button on the soundboard labeled C Mao. Yeah, it, <laughs> laser eyes Mao is happening, uh, and uh, the, independent uh. of anything that we could say. Um, and, w- and the thing is, when you treat, when you spend forty years um, recalibrating every single thing that happens, is the sum of individual choices. When you see renters as just failures who should be punished with continuing to rent. When you see doctors as a regrettable drag on a dynamic economy that could have more startups, that's the price you pay for line go up. And the longer line go up, when you do more of that, the more likely line is to stop. That's what it's like in my brain. President. Hit me with the thunder. Are you are you worried? Alice, Alice, Alice. Yes. Need more doctors and nurses in the NHS. Social care is another one. I've lost I've lost control of this. It's gone so wrong. Oh man, I've been hoisted by my own petard. Hold on. Shit. So there. I, 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 I have okay, killed okay. Jeremy Hunt with that one.
Uh, <laughs> we have as a sound effect. Yes, as a, a parody, parody, and on a soundboard. As a sound effect. Yes. Uh, so the other thing, right, is that again, the, the the sheer the fact is they're not they're the people who we thought were in the driver's seat, the people that we thought it was important to either elect or keep out of office are just not. They're just not there. They haven't been at the controls for a while. Um, hmm. Like the, when we introduce a three month mortgage mortgage holiday for landlords, so they don't have to be paying for their mortgages, including buy to let landlords. Uh, the uh, official guidance uh, from the government to landlords was. Uh, Consider not charging rent, but you still can. Please be nice. Mm. Yeah, be nice. Please be nice. Uh, my my favorite one that I saw because I think one of the things about the age we live in that frustrates me the most is how just like everything has become meaningless, and everyone is taught to speak in this kind of like meaningless bollocks corporates speak at work, so that no one is ever offended. But it becomes so much more offensive under like strange circumstances. So like someone was posting on Twitter about they'd emailed their lettings agent saying they've lost their job and they can't pay their rent because of this, and there's anything they could do to them. And the lettings agent would reply being like, Hi, yes, I understand the situation. Must be very difficult for you. Um, I've looked into it, and I can confirm for you that the rent will still be due in full on the first of the month. Hope that helps. Cool. And it's yeah. like, did you read that back? <laughs> hope that helps. Mm. I really, I hope, hope it helps. helps. Hope it helps. I hope I, that helps. I hope it helped. Uh, hi, I'm happy to give you some extra information. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, t today my my uh, my lettings agency was like, oh, by the way, the landlord is sending builders to do some work. Uh, please make sure to keep the place clean and stay out of the way so we can protect each other during this crisis. And I I politely responded with like, hi, my wife is asthmatic and this is a serious issue. So I'd love to know what kind of work you're planning on doing because I would strongly recommend we not do this. But I had to calm myself down because my initial response was to go like full white guy from the Midwest named mm. Kevin and just be like, you better fucking bring a bailiff and he better have a gun because motherfucking like that kind of thing. Because it's just like, why? Why? No are just like, you send an you email, gonna... it's just the text from the back of one of those T-shirts generated by an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we're getting into uh, this point where we have this contradiction between... Uh, Hope that helps letting agency emails and the the power that they might wield versus the power of uh, a guy named Kevin who has decided to turn his hallway into an improvised bear trap. Just oh yes, <laughs> I'm with Kevin. I'm, like, I'm quarantining at Kevin's place. <laughs> Look, that's if if you, we what we talked about contradictions. The world is now replete with them. Mm. It was replete with them before, but they have become fundamentally undeniable. Yeah, money's worthless because it's infinite now. Apparently, yes, like all all, um, of, all of the stuff uh, that you every, thought was cliche, right? Like crime think yeah. or whatever, being like, damn, there's a lot of brands or whatever. Or uh, as as yeah. Nate mentioned, the not, how did my anymore? freedom get in get in Iraq thing? Uh, all, oh, yeah. all of all of that yeah, is like yeah, yeah. It, it, the dumb stuff is all true now. It's it, it all happened, uh, and like being. Uh, like the the one thing I will concede about Marx and about Marxism is yeah. that I think Riley, you were right when you said that this is like a thing that has already happened, right? It's it, it's a fate accompli, um, and I I think understanding Marxism and having a Marxist view of the economy and of history at this point is sort of like having an understanding of the theory of gravity after you've fallen off the ledge, um. It, yeah, n <laughs> nice to know, I guess, uh, but it's sort of sort of been overtaken yep. by events, you know. Yeah, we've been proven right, but yes. like doesn't doesn't feel as great as we happen has happened. Yeah, 
Yeah, do, does not yeah. feel as great as I hoped it yeah. would. Awesome. Would have preferred to have done this the incremental way, uh, but no, you had to vote Tory, so... Nope. <sighs> I mean, I'll, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to win a lot of praise from our listeners. I, 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 think a Jerem- I think that a Corbyn government would probably be, d- be doing this nicer, mm-hmm. would probably be handling it more competently, and would probably be like, have more protections for like tenants and workers and stuff. And I think that would be a better six months. Sure. It would be it, a it better would, next it would six probably, months. Probably, like, the way yeah. that these things work, that would probably save several, I don't know, 100,000 lives, maybe? Uh, which is, uh, do you want to do you want to um, hear a really black pilled theory I have about if we were doing this under a Corbyn government, which I genuinely believe? Um, oh, they would have shot which is that. Obviously, obviously, like Corbyn and McDonald would be doing the good thing, mm. right? But that oh, there are so many fucking yada motherfuckers in Britain who hate Corbyn so much and would do anything to own Corbyn that they would all be aggressively ignoring the government advice mm. as a fuck you to Corbyn, and the situation would actually be worse. I'm starting to understand the idea of a kulak oh, yeah. now. No, I, 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 my, mm. my pet theory yeah. on this one like, is, like, if, if the Labour Party had won that election, uh, w- whether the coronavirus happened or not, but this would have been a useful, a useful reason. At some point, like BBC News is just the army now, and uh, hey, there's no more politics. Um, so remain indoors. Yeah, uh, that was, yes, all hail crawl. <laughs> so, um, sign little girl. Don't blame me. Uh, so I if, voted for Coda. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, let's uh, let's also talk about this, right? Uh, Boris Johnson would asked, "Are you worried about people pro- people profiteering?" Johnson said, "Please be reasonable. He really does not want to see any profiteering." <laughs> you hate to see it. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. It's, you know, it really is like you know. Everyone should be focused on the game, and you know what? When profiteering wins, it's the game that loses. Because <laughs> that's the thing, right? We've been profiteering since the, like the last forty years. We don't know how to do anything else. There's there's no I mean, other something mode. that really that <clears throat> something that really hammered it home to me was. The fact that N95 masks, which um, they use a different acronym here for like the kind of protective yeah, masks. It's a, a P3 are, like, mask kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it turns out, coincidentally, I proved for doing some sanding and work last year. I bought a bunch of whatever P1 masks, which are kind of okay, but nowhere near as good as surgical masks. But these masks, uh, like we don't have the capacity to make them in the United States right now. All the manufacturing is done in China. All the polypropylene that's used to make them is in China, so, which is not to like point the finger and be like, "Boo, China, you're the enemy," but more to say, "Gosh, how did that happen?" It's shocking to me. Exactly, how did that happen? It's shocking to me. It's utterly shocking to me that this stuff has been, this has been allowed to happen to the point where nothing that you need to even respond to a, a health crisis is available in the United States to be made in the United States or to be made in Great Britain or to be made in the European Union. To the point where it's just like, apparently Taiwan is coming to our aid because they have the capacity to make it there. And so they're planning on donating like 100000 a month to the United States. But the US needs millions right now and they don't have them. Yeah. And they won't have them because, yeah, because once again, you know, uh, you could save, you could make them for 40% the cost and you could pocket that money and it could go towards, I don't know, Buying a huge Jeff Koons gulp, like yes. dog sculpture that yeah. looks like if, a big if you're balloon, not, and yeah. you know, and putting it in the in the like you know stacking it into a huge fucking sandwich of like Ferraris and Jeff Koons sculptures on top of each other, like it's just <laughs> all of the waste, all of the stupidity. I mean, 
the United States isn't just vulnerable to something like this. You also have the fact that, you know, we have natural disasters, we have hurricanes, we have earthquakes, we have problems, we have potentially huge problems, you know, like the whole I-5 corridor in Washington state is probably going to fall into the ocean when a big earthquake happens. Mm. This is one of those weird situations where it's like, because of the fact that it's going to affect everywhere in America, they can't just Katrina and be like, oh, yeah, everyone died. We, we, we destroyed all, like, there's no public institutions yeah. in the and, city and, anymore. And it's, it's on matter. a faster timescale than climate change, which is going to do the same thing and probably should mm. imbue the same sense of urgency. But everybody thinks, well, I'll be dead by the time it gets bad. Can't be like that now. Um, you, nope. uh, right. And if, if you're not... Actually, you're more likely to be dead by the time it gets mm, bad that's now. That's true. But, like, if, if, yeah. if you're not angry at the idea of doctors being told to wear one surgical mask until it falls apart or make their own out of a bandana or a t-shirt then what what are you doing like what 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 else can we dr macgyver yeah what what, Um, i don't understand what else we can we can display to people uh do you think now with the the kind of the chinese having all of the expertise in making masks we're going to get to the point where like you know guys in the u.s are making their own surgical masks on youtube and the comments are going to be full of chinese people telling to go fuck themselves and that's not an authentic mask. basically did happen (laughs) they're going to become the italians of (laughs) libertarians have been doing this there's a guy who's like uh the onerous regulation of uh niosh is like stopping me from 3d printing a bunch of masks that all have the age of consent how dare you how dare you to force me to make it good? But if we want to talk about the U.S., uh, unemployment claims in the U.S. next week are uh, w- like 30 times what they were at the peak of the 2008 recession. Uh, huh. Yeah. Basically, Go- Goldman Sachs published an estimate that they think they are gonna, there's going to be 2.25 million unemployment claims next week. Yeah. And last week, there were something like 300,000. However, yeah. based on some of the layoffs in states, just states alone, people are looking at the possibility of there being more like a 40% unemployment rate. Incredible. Mm. Almost They're overnight. They're loving all the at employment now. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, in a way, it kind of proves the sort of the case being made by a lot of, uh, I remember this happening in 2012, people saying there was no recovery, that you know people were working in shit jobs and working multiple jobs and that the unemployment rate was artificially low. And in a way, it probably is because of the fact that you can't claim unemployment in most Republican states. It's like in Florida, they've cut it in half of what it was in 2008, and you can only get unemployment for 12 weeks, and you can only get it if you go to five job interviews mm. a week. Well, I'm like, I'm not joking. I'm like, I'm That's also how thinking, you get Florida man right yeah. there. I'm also thinking about radicalization, right? Like, th- how many of those workers who are now going to be on unemployment at, at some point voted against a union, either because they were scared that they would lose their job, or because their management was like, well, we're actually more of a family, really. Uh, and uh, we, or, or they yeah. were like, "Oh, you can buy a PlayStation." Yeah, no, you, you can get you can, you can buy a PlayStation, but we'll also die in a couple yeah, well, of years. We, we'll take care of you. We're a family. We don't want a, like a, a mediator in between us. And then, uh, like in the in the last week, have gotten a text like, "Hey, we're firing everybody. Your boss is fired. Your boss's boss is fired. Uh, d- don't come in uh, ever." Um, yeah, bye. Yeah, don't don't, don't call boss's, us. Yeah. Boss's boss is roller skating around, throwing grenades at you and eating hamburgers. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's the thing, right? Like, um, the, the, the specific number of the unemployment claims n- no longer matters. No. We're out of the realm of that being relevant. 
This is now purely academic information. God, you know what it is? Because Th- that leftist yeah. Twitter take of is it socialist to even measure things? Because you're kind of ascribing th- that came true. That actually <laughs> happened. Numbers don't mean anything anymore. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's pointless. Like, what are you? What the what the fuck are you gonna do with forty percent of the people in a consumer economy? Uh, aren't there helping other people consume things or aren't consuming? You do the th- you pull all of the levers that have been installed to like manage our society as it previously existed, and you go on uh, MSNBC and you say, "Ha, oh, well, actually, we fact checked this, and it's really more like thirty nine point nine percent than forty percent." Before the mob storm the studio and tear your arms off, or whatever. Well, you pull all the le- you pull all those levers, and then you turn around, you see that they've been disconnected since nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> Everyone, they've pulled, they've pulled every every lever in the cabinet office, and it's done nothing. And then they start. It's like, quick, try the racism button. <laughs> it's already fallen off. <laughs> it's, just, it's just been taped down since 1960. <laughs> like, that's why we we we're talking about this idea that we're we're no longer like line go down doesn't matter anymore. Line end, line over. Mm. You can't pu- just pause an economy based on constant, frantic, endless growth in every direction at every opportunity. It's not a beast that can stop. It's a shark. If it stops swimming, it fucking dies. Uh, Yeah. On a side note of one thing that hasn't stopped, which is incredibly (laughs) tiresome shit-lib identity politics, Mm. did you see Amber Rudd this week was posting how disappointing it was that there weren't any women in the fucking, like, emergency cabinet, whatever (sighs) thing? Uh, it's a shame there aren't as many black people in the country, thanks to you, Amber. Yeah. Uh, did, did you see the flip side of this, which was uh, like the anti-identity politics thing, which was very nearly your Brendan, which was in the Spectator. Uh, will the coronavirus stop the NHS from its jolt the NHS out of its trans obsession? Uh, <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Which yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. I I my I can't. My, I can't. My surgery. All the my, ventilators have been converted into dick yeah, segmenting machines. That like, was the problem. Yeah, my, my surgery was yeah. cancelled a while ago. That's fine. I don't care by this point who would. Uh, I think it's very funny that I was like, man, I should really get on this and get this referral and everything before antibiotic resistance uh, makes it totally impossible to get surgery. Was worried about the wrong microbe. But. The spectator <laughs> has given this more thought than I have, and it's my fucking dick. I, I have not written a column about this. I'm only mentioning it on here in passing. Uh, but they have a whole ass column about, oh, you're not very woke now, are you? Because you have to, now, if you, the ventilator doesn't have a, for 72 different gender settings, does it? It's like, what? <laughs> what? Mm. I, lo- I love, I it's love, I like, you, you love You spent all that time identifying as an Apache helicopter a- when you should have been <laughs> identifying as a ventilator. Checkmate lips. No, only the snowflakes can save us now. They have to identify as ventilators. I fully predict that will be something get, that gets written by one one of these execrable humorists. I, I, I love to Andrew have that happen, Doyle. and I go into hospital unable to breathe, and they just hand me a mask that's hooked up to a tube, and like a Durham University geography student in dungarees just blowing in and out of it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to cure your pneumonia, but we are going to change your gender. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it is kind of weird that the Dungarees people were right about basically everything. Yeah. I mean, I, pr- 
preferably not about killing me, but <laughs> no, uh, I'm, they were I'm sorry. Everything Lo- loading the shotgun like old Yeller. Is... There's only one, only one lever we have left to pull. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> but look, I, I want to go back to the line for a sec, um, because we've like uh, we've been only been looking at the line. When we say the line, we mean the rate of profit. We've only been looking at that for the last like you know couple hundred years or so it's measured yeah. since what 1860 i think that's Pretty where measurement much, starts yeah the famous line go down like it, but, but at and that point it's all- like guys in coffee houses screaming at each other yeah. right like y- well that, that's when this that's when the line was still based on the choices that's when we still had a, a society that was structured in a way where there were guys that owned stuff and the line measured how much stuff they owned. yeah and like e- even where point- the line destroyed societies by going down too much like the south sea bubble or tulip fever it still didn't like control it wasn't the tail wagging the dog right yeah the line the line has been more or less in charge for the last again approximately 40 or so years mm-hmm. and that state of affairs is done yeah it's over um similarly mass movement electoral politics who the fuck are you gonna vote for (laughs) are you gonna vote for like the democrats or like labor under keir starmer who's gonna be like what the last like irredentist holdouts of neoliberalism or like conservatives for spending too much money yeah, I, I, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I don't have to pretend to be excited for RLB anymore. Um, but like, yeah. also, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's fake. And also, all politicians are doing another great Saddam Hussein thing of just hiding. Like Boris Johnson yeah. just like was not doing briefings for the longest time and was just kind of like having people text Robert Peston. Uh, like nobody's fucking seen Joe Biden in a week. Uh, so like somewhere yeah. out there. There is a, a secret lab that is constructing a Joe Biden body double, uh, and I I cannot wait because <laughs> like it's it's all it's because what the reason that one of the reasons the Bath Party was in power for so long is that it just even though it was institutionally creaky and around a lot of the Arab world like a popular uprising sort of at least shook the foundations of their power depends on where you look but where Bath parties were in in power a lot of it it was just sort of sclerotic it was just because they were there it's, it's just they just, had institutional the momentum government. and they realized they didn't have to do much yeah, it, it, yeah it's just the government the government's like, just now another thing one of, one of my most one of the things i'm proudest of is it, like a politics tweet as a wonk tweet and that's very sad to say is a political compass i made which has a different saddam hussein in every corner so he's like he's got the ak yeah. in the top left and he's got like a, a, a lee enfield and he's wearing a suit in the top right it, it's totally totally elastic uh bathism can be whatever the fuck you want uh and and so politics now so to the conservatives doing ubi or trump giving you trump bucks yeah. uh or joe biden vetoing yeah. medicare for all nothing none of these things mean yeah. anything anymore it's mm. just it's just no government right it's just the block Certainly none of it means anything to joe biden who's already forgotten <laughs> it and has no idea where he is it, you look it used to be again it used to be hacky to say oh yeah politics is just entertainment now well do, do, do you want the uh, do, do you want <laughs> the, the aphorism version of this is julius Nyerere's um uh, the united states is a one-party state it just with typical american extravagance they have two of them <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, I've said I this talk- before, but like the Republicans are the party of we're going to make sure bad things happen, and the Democrats are the party of we're going to make sure good things don't happen, and that's the choice <laughs> you have. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. That choice used to be like 
it's become less and less meaningful over the last 40 years. Now it's completely non-meaningful. Mm-hmm. But we've been talking about everything that can't, all of the things that aren't, the, the non-happenings, the line that doesn't move, the government that doesn't govern, the politicians that don't politic, the workers who don't work, the things that are stopped. But not everything is ground to a halt because there are centers of power that are still moving and still asserting themselves. And I'm talking about the massive and upcoming wave of the Amazonification of everything. Mm. Because they've just started, and now this is small, but it's going to grow. They've just announced 100,000 new jobs and warehouses around the world on a quote-unquote-unquote-unquote temporary basis to take advantage of this huge available labor force and meet spiking demand. And remember David Mims, the guy who was like, I'm 60 and I love my Amazon job. That guy's dead now. (laughs) He's he's being used to... That guy's fucking ballast in Jeff Bezos' submersible. (laughs) They, they, They will seal him into a big Amazon box and like flights of angels will sing him to his rest. Mm. Uh, like in then, fairness, it will be a box that's way bigger than him, like unnecessarily <laughs> He's just big. rattling around <laughs> in there, dead. Yeah, that's cool. Like this <laughs> is the thing, right, Nate? Earlier, you said that you no know, capitalism, capitalism as we know it's going to end, but like we're not going to eradicate everything, and that's where you're right because Amazon is going to become much more powerful. It's going to control a lot more people's livelihoods, and Jeff Bezos is going to get personally more like I don't know a feudal duke hmm. than he was three weeks ago. Yeah. Looking at possible futures, and I'm, I'm seeing, like, one kind of, like, one where we kind of just reinvent merchant princes, and, like, Jeff Bezos is the doge of America. Um, <laughs> another one where we just do fascism. We all know about that one. Uh, yeah, already easy. happening piecemeal. It's a classic mm-hmm. one. Yeah, we, we do. Um, Volunteer border guards. Yeah, friend, friend, friend um, of the show, so- fascism. But we also, we <laughs> also still have, we still have the fucking off ramp. We did socialism or barbarism, and uh, we did barbarism. Doesn't matter. You can still turn right. There's still, there are still socialist possibilities, uh, which is what we um, want to explore. Yeah, but, but first, but first, before we get into those, I want to quote a friend of the show. Uh, Oh, sorry, not friend of the show, just follower of me on Twitter. I Close enough. I weird to call him a friend of the show because I haven't talked to him. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll start that again. So, uh, friend of the show, Brian Merchant. One of Riley's Merchant. disciples. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Friend of the show, Brian Merchant, writes a really good um, blog about like, techno- like technology and work and stuff called One Zero. Um, and he had this article called Coronavirus is Speeding Up the Amazonification of the Planet. And I want to read a quote from that. Which is, if restaurants, bars, and local shops close permanently while app-based monoliths, so not just Amazon, but also shipped and DoorDash and whatever, hoover up both both the customers and the jobs, the trend line may be very difficult to reverse as we wade out of the wreckage. And this is not a future we want because, and this is me again, um, all uh, the the people who are most uh, like Bezos and the owners of like Deliveroo and stuff, who are most... uh, in place to take advantage of what's going on what specifically is going on because of of alienation and casualization and the the hyper hyper speed of alienation and casualization that's going on right now they are able to to they have incredible bargaining power and they're able to remake the world in their image which is one of uh, of servitude uh, of just of just enough just in time mm. for everyone and that's and you don't want to live on just enough calories just in no. time for you to not keel over like this is also the thing why we're living in the most reductive future and why 
I don't know, there's like a gas leak or something on this planet, I swear. Uh, but like, <laughs> is, uh, like the same reason the is measurement not is measurement even socialist thing has come true. The same reason the uh, George W. Bush just loves drinking oil thing has come true uh, is that like all of all of this like. All of our future merchant princes of Deliveroo or or wherever else, uh, they're they're profiting off of alienation, and alienation in the in the Marxist sense is just you you feel alone, you feel like an individual, you do not have a class identity. And then what have we done? But the stupidest, most obvious take the hint already, making the subtext text of social distancing. You all have to stay two meters away from each other, or you're gonna fucking die. Uh, stay in your house. Stay isolated. Uh, it it just it just it feels so reductive, and I want to complain to the writers. It just <laughs> it's it's so mm. fucking um, obvious. Yeah. Well, something that's been blackpilling me a bit this week, in the sense of talking about like if there are like socialist alternatives to this, is just like you're walking around the supermarket, and like people have been stockpiling everything, and it's been getting worse and worse to the point where people are now stockpiling milk. It's fucking milk. It goes off in like five days. You fucking morons. Like you're looking at it and you're just like people like enough people are too dumb and too selfish. that You're never like you're never going to get enough people on board with something sensible. No, like it's like we cannot be trusted for the insane. We cannot be trusted with Tesco as a private entity. Right. We cannot be trusted to like have this responded to by the Sag on Twitter going, well, actually, there's enough food if you just don't get scared. Uh, meanwhile, everyone fucking terrified buying uh, boxes of like old MREs and shit. Um, <laughs> Steve MRE is the only guy like that guy's gonna be fine. Through it. Uh, that guy's that guy's yeah, gonna like old, be climbing the... out of the wreckage with like a quarter of like a nineteen uh, 19th century Boer War biscuit. It <laughs> no, don't open it. it has between Spanish his flu. teeth. <laughs> Just eating an Austro-Hungarian schnitzel. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing, right? Like the, the the new jobs that seem to be available are um like surf for an app or or a YouTuber. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you, you thought you you thought that the fucking gig economy was bad. Try yeah. uh, that, but also well, you can't go outside. He, here's the thing, right? Here's the real thing. Like we will be able to go back outside again, but what kind of outside we go back into, I'm not sure. Mm. But the app economy as we know it, Uber and automated ordering at McDonald's and stuff, it, it didn't come from nothing. It didn't come from no economic foundations. It came out of the financial and debt crisis, which created an enormous amount of people desperate for work who were willing to like just get enough to make ends meet. Um, and it was just disguised as this lifestyle alternative for bored middle class people who wanted to earn a little extra money. and. When those jobs are automated or casualized or outsourced, when they get worse, because it's in the interests of the people who are making it worse and benefiting from it getting worse and owning it to make you work harder, more, and faster for less of a reward, it doesn't just snap back. Like those Amazon jobs that that are being created to like house the people, like, like to take to take on the labor force that's been created by the closing of like every bar, like. That's not going back. No, those jobs are those jobs now. You can't unring. That's the what bell. there is. Yeah, the bell. Like there is this. There is no. There's going to be a new normal. It wasn't whatever we're familiar no. with. No, it it is 
Unfortunately, it's going to be a new normal. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? We get to choose. Um, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm not just saying that because as I've as I've mentioned, me what any of us say about it doesn't matter. It's just a, it's it's gravity. It's a thing that's happening, right? It's a it's a it's an economic inevitability. But um, like, it, what normal looks like uh, is not something that has to be dictated to you by uh, Jeff Bezos from his moon base or. Elon Musk like hanging out with Grimes or celebrities singing you Imagine or Jennifer Lopez who lives in the house from Parasite for some reason doing live streams uh, it, because it turns out that like the leverage that the the one lever that is still connected to anything is labor right is is like people working uh, and we. We kind of can see some some traces of this, like um, Amazon uh, unionizing Amazon workers shut down a fulfillment center in in New York because uh, Amazon was trying to make them work uh, in basically like a coronavirus hive. Uh, uh, people were already getting sick, and they they shut down the whole thing. So th there is there is a possibility here. Um, Something I always find really interesting about Amazon is do they not realize how evil it sounds calling it a fulfillment oh, center? Like, just just call it a warehouse. Like, it doesn't sound great, but no one would give a fuck. But fulfillment center is deeply what, what, consumed again, your nutrient pill. What, once again, the reductive thing of, like, we just live in a poorly written... Uh, a poorly written thing is true. Of like uh, one mm. of the photos that I saw when I was reading up on this was the empty fulfillment center, and it was rows upon rows of empty pallets with uh, a little stapled on sign with the Amazon smile, and underneath in like aerial, uh, just fulfillment. And I was like, the de the most we live mm. in a society thing. Um, so I was just like, please, please be uh, like, be less obvious. That it's it's like just uh, I don't know, but like the other thing, the other thing is that we have to talk about the CWU, the Communication Workers Union, which is um, which organizes uh, Royal Mail, and who voted overwhelmingly for strike action, but also to essentially demand to become an emergency service and to put that labor force of Royal Mail at the disposal of the government in order to do what we would recognize as mutual aid of delivering food, delivering medication, uh, checking in on people. Um, and I, I feel like that's tremendously powerful. I feel like that's a vision of the future in and of itself, and it's probably the only one that isn't terrible. So earlier when I kept, because I, I've been throughout this saying, the line is done going, uh, the, normal as a concept is not one that we're going to be familiar with anymore. I was very careful not to say it's definitely going to be worse. Mm. I, I'm not going to lie to you. We're not going into this into this it's uh, struggle. Probably going to be worse. <laughs> yeah, we're not going into this struggle with an advantage. We're not going into this into this with an advantage. We're we're finding bright spots where we can, but uh, there is everything to play for. There is. There is, there's nothing else left. I mean, and on the one hand, because, on the one hand, sure. Like, I, I, I get the kind of like halftime dressing room talk that you're doing here. On the other hand, part of me is just like that. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it, the thing is going to happen because it, it has to. Um, and whether that's just wishful thinking on my part or whether that's from a, a, a materialist analysis, I, I don't care to speculate. But. 
at some point, it should just become un like as we've seen, the the failure of capital, right, is now undeniable, and I look forward to a great many other things becoming similarly undeniable in the near future. And look, the thing is, one of the other things that's undeniable, right, is that we have the last sort of X amount of years has been an attempt. The point of it, the point of of stripping back the state, just cause the point of uh, of of turning. Of, of destroying every union, the point of turning every job into like an, an app transaction. The point was to isolate, divide, and undermine people. Mm-hmm. And the explicit admission of failure on behalf of governments to protect people who couldn't protect themselves, along with the apparent eagerness of Amazon, Uber, and other vultures to capitalize on the misery they created to extend this vampirism to a whole swath of the economy. It's what happens when we're divided up and alienated and relate to each other through the market. And you know, this was also line would go up, but it destroyed the line. And no matter how many fiddly UBIs that Trump or the Tories promise, I mean, they all like don't look good. Uh, they're not going to get us out of it because the paradigm they're trying to save has died, and like it's been twitching for the last few years, and now it's stopped twitching. And all we have left at this point, all you could possibly do is depend on one another. Because the line is no longer going. You can't depend on it anymore. Mm. You can't say you're going to depend on one another, but like kind of still live for the line. That's, that's gone. It stopped. It's a cargo cult now. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah. And Damn. If I, only I, Johnny Cash should live to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to I end on, on this diary entry from an Italian autonomist uh, thinker, Franco Berardi, who's also called Bifo. I have yeah. one more thought on the economics yeah. of the line. Yes, yes, which yes. Is, uh, go, go, go. What if it was Rikishi Sunak and he did a sort of economic butt slam? What would it be like then? <laughs> I was going to go to Yates and I, I, <laughs> oh, I, I was, was going to say all changed, changed utterly. A terrible beauty is born. Uh, it's, it's a moment of... I was just going to make... I was going to say that Bifo sounds like you were trying to bofa someone and you got the acronyms wrong. <laughs> yes, it's Joe Biden trying to bofa somebody. <laughs> hey, hey, Mac, you ever see about Bifo? Hey. <laughs> like, Bifo these nuts. <laughs> these two guys. Yeah, Bifo they, they come nuts, around baby. the pool. Bifo and Cornpop. <laughs> we are fucking idiots, uh, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, hit oh, us with the Bifo. <gasps> Oh, Lord, heap miseries upon us, yet entwine our arts with laughter's low. Okay, let's go. Uh, Season three. Season three, baby. (laughs) Season three, a lot of James Joyce. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is from March 13th. Um, Workers are on strike because, despite the general quarantine, they must go to factories and work on the assembly line with no sanitary mask and no safety distance. Nobody can say what will happen next in one month or six months. It may be a techno-totalitarian state is the future. In Black Earth, Timothy Snyder explains that there is no better condition for the emergence of totalitarian regimes than situations of extreme danger in which survival is at stake for all. The AIDS crisis prepared virtualization by spreading a fear of bodily contact. Now we might step to a condition of permanent isolation. The new generation might internalize the terror of the other's body. And terror is when the imaginary is totally prevailing on the imagination. But here we find the possible split. We might come out from the nightmare by the imagination of a possibility that yesterday was unthinkable. Frugality, reduction of work time, equality, abandon the paradigm of growth, investment of the social resources into research, health, education, and pleasure. We cannot know how we'll come out from the pandemics whose conditions have been prepared by the neoliberal cut to public health, by the pollution of the air, and the exploitation of nervous energy. 
We might come out of it in a condition of extreme loneliness and aggressiveness, but we might also come out of it with the desire for embracing, caressing, and laziness. The virus is a condition for the mental jump that no political preaching could produce. Equality is back and at the center of the scene. So let's imagine that it is the starting point of the coming time. Well, these Would also- you nationalize sausages? I told you the sampler was a good investment. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So look, look, look. This is, I think, I don't know. I think this, I don't know if I speak for all of us if I say this is our way of trying to say to you everything's changing. We're we're still here. We're still with you. We're still in your ears. Mm Be, and we're still going to be in your ears for the yeah, foreseeable. Be, be excited, be scared, be whatever you need to be to get through this. Uh, it's uh, yep. Cut toxic people out of your life. Mm, yeah, D- do positive vibes only. But like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't go and see your grandma because you might give her the coronavirus. Yes. And also she's a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember to uh, follow medical advice and if you do end up parody redacting before the summer... Make sure to keep a two meter distance between you and everybody else throwing parody redacted at the parody redacted. Yeah. Yeah. Wash your hands uh, before pulling the release cord on the parody redacted. This is why the black block was so ahead of its time, was masks. Okay, okay. Mm. Look, uh, we go, we've been going for quite a while. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I need follow, to go. follow me on TikTok. <laughs> no, no, don't really. Lila Weber Street. Yeah, follow me on TikTok. Yeah, fuck I'm off. Be doing it. Yeah, yeah fuck um, yeah. And don't I'm forget also out. check out follow Milo on TikTok. Check out Hell of a Way to Die, uh, Nate's Nate's other yeah, show. Check out Well There's Your um, Problem, my other show. Check out Well There's Your Problem because you know what else? Mm-hmm. We want to be here with you this whole time. Mm-hmm. We will be, but also for some of us, this is our full time job. Yes. So please do mm-hmm. uh, the, hop, the on, thing, hop on that Patreon. The, the other thing that like Smash that Patreon button. The other thing that we said was that this was going to be our coronavirus episode, right? Like much like the Brexit episode. Uh, we do one, we talk about it, we come to some kind of a consensus about it, and hopefully you get some catharsis out of it. And then, like, maybe, like, obviously it's gonna still be a thing, and we'll just reference it in passing and say, hey, go listen to the coronavirus episode. Uh, yep. we, we said everything that we needed to say about it there. Um, Correct. We, we covered all of the bases. Everything else that we do is gonna be not coronavirus-based. Even as no, we understand can, that it has like totally remade our society. Yes. Uh, you by the end of like that you... episode, they weren't just coronavirus anymore. They were little women. <laughs> <laughs> Still won't see it. Uh, <laughs> Dudes rock. They, no. uh... well, not now you definitely fucking won't. <laughs> God, what? They, Imagine uh, being like the rock. last movie that you saw in a movie theater <laughs> and it was little women and you hated going. Oh my God. <laughs> Dudes rock, baby. That's the one thing that's not changed. Dudes still rock. Sure. Um, let's see. Do uh, jackass on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, no, we're, um, so we're, we're still going to be here with you. We're, we're still going to be here in your ears. We're not going to talk about coronavirus all the time because we're not like simps like the fucking Dr. Katya Adler Brexit cast, which became the newscast for as long yeah. as we had we, season we, two we, we and is now the coronavirus cast. Yeah, we don't chase headlines. We don't care. We're, we're ahead of the curve on this one. Fuck it. Let's do a let's let's release that Balthazar speedboat for the for the bonus episode. I think everyone could use yeah. it. You know what else we should do? Mm. Uh, we should do some like we should watch a movie again for another one. 
I think that's going to be. Yeah, well, let's do Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, I regret this decision yeah. immediately. <laughs> mm. Fuck you. Riley Quinn, the only way to build a better society, society is to depend on each other and to rediscover kindness. Also, Riley Quinn tormenting his friend with a terrible movie. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, I got to run. Uh, this is, I don't know about all of you, I found this personally extremely cathartic. Yes, yes, it's up there with the uh, post-election, us getting owned, season two premiere. Yeah. We, we really save the heavy emotional <laughs> yeah. stuff for season premieres. Yeah, you may, yeah, have, you may have won this round, Corona, but we'll be back. <laughs> we dear, dear lord, <laughs> what a sad numbers. little life, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fuck I it. You hit enjoy me the money, uh, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> hit me hit me with that end theme tune but give me a little castle thunder before it goes ah yes <laughs> <laughs>